You better get ready. The coffee's poured and the on-air sign's flashing. Broadcasting live and local, this is Lee Faulkner on 864 Triple M. G'day, I'm Lee Faulkner and this is the podcast version of the show. So there's plenty coming up in this edition. We've got a winter warmers version of our Friday foodies. We'll revisit the cafe where we spoke about menstrual leave and whether or not it's just another imposter small business or a fantastic way forward for our female employees. So as well as that, uh, we've got a bit of fun with You Can't Be Serious. And of course, I know, I know, it's the thing that you really want. It's what you've come here for. It is uh, our Friday footy tips. Thanks to Bottle Mart, it's the smelly boots. Yes, it is uh, again time for us to destroy teams right across round 12. Uh, after last night, let's see what we can do for the rest of this round. We welcome our tipsters along. Uh, thanks to Bottle Mart. Gov, good morning. G'day, mate. How you going? G'day, yeah. Solid. And yeah, good morning. Yeah, g'day, everyone. Paul Solid Reedy from uh, KR Plumbing Supplies and the uh, Western Clyde Stars. All right, let's get straight into it. Blue Bet Stadium will be hosting what should be an absolute cracker, but of course, a couple of key injuries to the knees of North Queensland Cowboys players like Kyle Felt uh, has seen them blow out in the betting, despite the fact they're sitting in the top four. They're $4.50 against the Penrith Panthers to win this comfortably at $1.20. Do you see it as that big a gap, Gov, even with those injuries to the Cowboys, given how they've been playing recently? Well, absolutely, mate. They've been flying as they've yeah. been. But they handled the storm last week. They yep. had them at home, of course. Um, Kyle Phelps out, and also Jason Tomalolo. Yeah, it's a big out for them. Yep. So I'm assuming that's why the money's blown out. Um, Penny Panthers, if you have a look at them, at their injuries column, they've got nil injuries, which is why they're sitting on top of the ladder and going really good. So that's why I'm going to stick with them. I'm sticking with the Panthers as well. So uh, it's only up to you, Solid. Yeah, no, I'll put, keep the curse going, mate. I'm going to go with the Panthers as well. I am surprised by the betting gap there, though. I think uh, the Cowboys are performing a lot better and it'll be a closer game, but I think the Panthers get away with it at home. All right. Let's uh, go to the second game then at 5-8 to eight tonight, and that is the Broncos taking on the Gold Coast Titans. It's $1.45, Broncos' favourites. Uh, five weeks ago, I don't know that we would have said that, but the last five weeks, they have just been incredible. Can they continue their winning way solid? Yeah, I think the Broncos, they've, they've really picked up. Kevy's uh, turned them around. They're in a good space at the moment. Can't say the same for the Titans. No. I know the Titans have had the better of the local derby over the last uh, couple of times they've met, but I think the Broncos might uh, get one back on them this week. I agree, uh, Gov. Yeah, what, uh, what um, Solid said was right. This is traditionally normally a really close game between these two sides. Um, yeah, Adam Reynolds, he was out last week, um, which we thought was going to be a drama, but the young guns really stood up. They got the job done last week, so I think they can probably get it done again this week. All right. Uh, we've got a couple of close games in Super Saturday. Kicks off tomorrow, 3 o'clock at Morton Daly Stadium. And the first of those is the Warriors and the Knights, only because they're both so diabolically bad at the moment. Now, the bookies can barely uh, give it, uh, any sort of distance between these two sides. Uh, how do you see it going, Gov? Yeah, look, um, gee, Bradman Best, he's out. Um, Adam Clune's out. Also, Kurt Mann's out. This is for the Knights I'm talking um, and Jaden Braley, he's been leading him around the middle. They sort of seem to have lost a little bit of punch out of the middle, so their attack's a little bit rudderless. Um, having said that, the Warriors haven't, they've been getting into position to win, but they just haven't been able to finish the other sides off, so 
Uh, toss of the coin, I'll get that dart. You throw around where we are on the downs. I'm going to go <laughs> Warriors because they're at home at Redcliffe. Well, I tossed a coin and it came up Warriors, so uh, that's the only reason I'm on them. Uh, Solid, are you going to join the party? Yeah, I am, actually. The, geez, the Knights are hard to pick and they're yeah. hard to get any confidence with against anyone at the moment. They can... They've got a side that should come out and, you know, really dominate and be in the eight, but they're just not doing it at the moment. So something's amiss in the, the, the city of steel. So I'm going to go with the Warriors as well. All right. Then we go into the next game. Uh, 5.30, Acor Stadium. It's the South Sydney Rabbitohs, roaring favourites to beat the West Tigers. Uh, I'm on the Rabbits. What are your thoughts there, Solid? Yeah, I think I'll go with the Rabbits too. I see, you know, Cameron Murray's back in, Josh Mansour, Mark Nichols. They're all back for the for the Rabbits this week. And, um, yeah, I'd love to see the Tigers win. You sort of want to see Tiger Town get going again, but I think the Rabbits are going to be too good this weekend. All right. Uh, Gov? Yeah, coach Jason Demetrios, like he's got a he's got a worried look on his face and so he should have. And then you look at the other box and, and Madge McGuire's got the same look, so I don't <laughs> yes. know who wins this one. Um, I think if, if the Rabbits get away at this one, Cody Walker and... The, and um, the half's got to get up and um, lead him around. So I'm going to go the Rabbits on the back that they will do that job. Well, I'm on the Rabbits as well. So, so far, uh, the uh, first four games, there is absolutely nothing between us. We're all following the same path. Let's see if we continue that. Uh, Point Bet Stadium, this one uh, it should shape up to be a pretty good game. Uh, the Sharks go in as the favourites. Uh, they'll be at home. Uh, $1.77, and they're playing the Sydney Roosters. Uh, have they got this one right, do you think, Gov? Yeah, well, look, gee, the Roosters have been hot and cold. Um, they got Drew Hutchinson playing in hooker tonight. Um, he's been playing 5'8". He's a sort of Mr. Fix-It. Don't know whether he's the right man to be um, leading them out with on their attack. Um, Victor Radley's out. Um, the Sharks, they've got a few out themselves. They've got oh, Ramey out got half a suspension. Finucane, they've missed out. Like, gee, um, he's a big out. But Wade Graham comes back. He's a good footballer. Willie Kennedy's playing at fullback. Nico Hines, if he gets them around the paddock, they might just sneak away with this one. Yeah, all right. So you're on the Sharks. What are your thoughts, yep. Solid? Yeah, I agree. I think it's a really tough uh, game, as as you said. Good to see Will Kennedy back for the Sharks. He'll give him direction in defence back there. Um, Nico Hines can stay in the halves where he's been playing better all year. Um, I'm going to go with the Roosters, though. I think they may just sneak away with this. Mm, I was thinking the same thing, and uh, I'm going with the Chooks. So we've finally been split there on one of these games. Either way, it's going to be a cracker there, 7.30 tomorrow night. Okay, then we move into Sunday, Sunday afternoon football. Bit of a bludger, this one. Uh, Two o'clock, the Dogs and the Dragons. uh, Solid, you and I are going out somewhere uh, to have a couple of pints. So while Gov sits through this mess, we'll leave it to him to tell us. So uh, why can the Big Red V beat the Dogs? Any time you like, Gov. It's all right. All right, mate, I've got a big, lo- I've got a long list here. I'm Only three and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> mate, all I can say is that uh, Mick Potter, who's now coaching or the interim coach at the Dogs, he must have been short of a quid when he took the offer. Oh, but anyway, not wrong. <laughs> the other side, Gov. You lose the for the other side. Yeah, oh, I want to know why you think they can win, not why the Bulldogs can oh, lose. Fair. Well, solid. I reckon. I reckon. The most I unpopular you. job since the Fuhrer in the thirties. <laughs> Cody Ramsey had an absolute blinder at fullback last week. If he can bring that game again this week, that's going to be great help. Benny Hunt, he's been just absolutely brilliant all year. He's giving 200% every game on the back of Benny Hunt and Ramsey, I think, to get away with it. Okay. Uh, Solid, uh, I'm pretty sure you're going to stick solid with uh, the affiliation with the Western Clyde Stars. Yeah, mate, I'll go with St George. I think they'll be too good. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, that'll fairly come do me. Anyway. Don't do it. Griffin's now nervous. Don't yeah, do it, Lee. Yeah, he's absolutely. Yeah. Well, he'd want to be nervous now because uh, <laughs> I am absolutely all over the Dragons. So, fairly come, they are gone. Oh, right, uh, we've put the mocker right on them. Uh, but then, look at this one. Look at this one. It's the Butcher. Oh, the game of the round. It's the Butcher <laughs> up against the two boys from the boot. So, what happens here? The boot or the Butcher? Well, we'll find out. GIO Stadium, Canberra Raiders hosting the Parramatta Eels. And uh, at this stage, the Eels go in as uh, pretty short price favourites. Uh, Gov, uh, what are your thoughts before we wrap it on about how good the Eels will be? Yeah, as soon as I finish, I'm hanging up, you know. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I think last week um, the Eels might have got home on a couple of um, dubious refereeing decisions. Oh, turn it up. <laughs> turn it up. That'll do me. Mainly led until... Mainly led until the 82nd minute when they forgot to stop the clock and then the Eels got over the top of them. Uh, look, I see um, Fogarty's back. He's back, um, but he's playing halfback. I thought he might have been in the front row with Papali, seeing that Papali ran him down a couple of years ago. Um, Rapana's been in really great form. I'm going to go with the Butcher and I'm going to get on the Raiders. All right, he's on the Raiders, but uh, I know this man. He's going to stick solid as uh, Jared Croak is out. So without him, they've got nothing, the Raiders. I'm sorry, the Butcher, but uh, for me, it's the Eels solid. Yeah, look, we'll start talking some common sense now. Gov's finished. Yes. And um, <laughs> Nickel Clock, Clockstad's out for uh, the, the Raiders. That's Easy for you to say. Mess. But, like, we've got Walker Blake back in, and uh, I think Mekasivo will actually start in the in the the on the wing instead of some, some Bailey Simonson. So, look, I'm going to go at the Eels to absolutely destroy the Raiders. Yeah, destroy I'm, them. I think they might lap them. So, uh, I'm, uh, I'm right there too. All right. Solid what is happening locally as far as rugby league. Yeah, so the, uh, the Wagner's Clydesdales get their match uh, to be in Townsville. So, the one that got uh, washed out, so they're going to get a replay up there. So, the boys fly out Saturday to uh, go up to Townsville. That'll be a cracking match for them against the Blackhawks. And in local league, we've got uh, Waddles will take on Souths on Saturday. A fantastic game as well out at Dolby where the diehards will take on uh, Gundawindi who are in superb form. So that'll be a great game for both of them. And then on Sunday, Brothers versus Warwick. That'll be another great match. So Brothers had their first win last week and they'll be looking to capitalise and continue on. Brilliant. Enjoy the Rugby League, boys, and we will talk again next week. Have a great weekend, guys. You cannot be serious! Yes, I'm serious. And let's be honest, we've all been there. The other half's away with friends and you think it'd be a great idea to use the time to earn a little extra cash. But what to do? Open the house as an underground casino? Oh, there's those pesky laws to contend with. Maybe sell a kidney. You're probably going to need that the next time you're out with your mates. I know. Why not put the other half up for sale on Facebook Marketplace? Well, UK prankster Robbie McMillan thought that sounded perfect, and so his wife Sarah found herself being pawned off like that ab buster you bought on late night TV before you remembered you're a lazy fat ass. While Sarah was away at a festival in April, Robbie unleashed one of his seemingly infamous prank posts about his beloved wife, putting up a hilarious ad offering her for sale on social media. The post shared on Facebook read, For sale, wife. Pretty standard so far, but it was the attention to detail in the description that got Robbie more attention than he'd intended. Above average condition for year, he said. Great headlights, flip paintwork, changes from white during the week to orange at weekends. 
Now, either his wife moonlights on weekends as a Trump impersonator or enjoys a good old spray tan. Anyway, it went on to read, good set of tyres comes with an additional 100 pairs. Has a bad smell from exhaust every morning, but goes away when you open the window. Has had a small intermittent whine coming from the top end since I got up. Seems to have got a lot worse recently, though. Runs on beer and cocktails, and whining seems to disappear when you keep the tank full. Open to offers or may swap, ideally for Jennifer Aniston. Accompanying the post was an image of Sarah apparently being refuelled by an espresso martini. And while Robbie didn't specify a price for Sarah, likely a conscious effort to keep himself out of the doghouse completely, he did receive a few offers. But no, putting your wife up for sale is like calling Kevin Spacey as a character witness for Harvey Weinstein. It's never going to end well. You cannot be serious! Triple M's Friday Foodies with Kristen O'Brien. My favourite time of the week because we get to talk all things food and we do it with Kristen O'Brien from Dine Darling Downs. Good morning. Good morning, Lee. Ah, now look, winter, it's just around the corner. You can feel it every morning and every evening now. And it brings to mind some of the amazing winter food that we all love to indulge in, don't we? Call it those comfort food dishes through the cooler months. Well, winter is a great season for foodies. I call it the slow food season, Lee, because it's when we look for braises and soups and, like you say, slow-cooked meals. And it's essentially when we see some really good food turn up on the menu in restaurants around Toowoomba. I actually spent some time this week chatting to Simon from Kingfisher's Restaurant and Cafe, and they've got a new winter menu, and I can tell you some of the dishes are mouth-watering. Well, they sure are. And, of course, Kingfisher's has that cosy, warm atmosphere during the cooler months as well, with their fireplace creating a, a beautiful ambiance for a coffee, maybe a slice of cake. Uh, what were the, some of the standouts on the winter menu for you? Well, the standouts, I would say um, the salmon, the salmon and squid ink pasta. You would love that, Lee. Um, For carb lovers, this is delicious. Um, Rich tomato-based sauce with salmon, capers, fennel, and some really good parmesan over the top to finish. Mm. This dish was delicious. Yeah, and Kingfish has been a favourite of uh, all of us foodies for some time. Now they're licensed as well, so you can enjoy a a sneaky wine or beer with your meal. In fact, we were chatting earlier about the the slow-cooked lamb shoulder with eggplant Kasundi and sweet potato, which just sounds absolutely amazing. It does. I think that one's going to be really popular at Kingfishers this winter and also the pork belly. <laughs> Who doesn't love pork belly? <laughs> we do. Hands up. We love pork belly. Um, and this is crispy braised pork belly. Um, I hope I'm making you hungry describing yes. all these dishes. Uh, it's served with cauliflower puree and seasonal veg, um, vegetables. A hint of spice also in the chimichurri sauce over the top. Yeah. I, I could literally eat that for breakfast. Uh, and speaking of which, I think there is a pork belly dish on the breakfast menu. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Because there is. Um, This is pork belly. It's served with lemongrass. Lemongrass, uh, chilli jam, fried egg and jasmine rice. It's something different. But, you know, they also serve up an awesome eggs Benny for breakfast if you're looking for something more traditional. Yeah. So, Kingfish's Cafe and Restaurant in Spring Street. Put them on the list. If you've never been there, you're going to love it. If you're a favourite of the place, get back out there and support them and find out what's happening on the food scene by checking out dinedarlingdowns.com.au and all the social pages as well. And joining us each Friday when we talk all things food here on Friday Foodies. You enjoy the food over the weekend. 
I'm looking forward to it. You have a great weekend. I uh, in the cafe, Megan O'Hara Sullivan from uh, the Toowoomba Regional Council. Good morning. Good morning. And a very good morning to former producer and still very much a friend of the show and mine, Meryl Miller. Good morning. G'day, Lee. I miss those weekly you. milk and honey breakfasts. Oh, I know. <laughs> You're tucking into one this morning, which is great. It's great to have you still a, uh, a part of the show. So uh, fantastic. Thanks for coming in this morning. I uh, Look, I, I wanted to discuss this previously, but I thought, well, gee, it's a bit much for me to stand over here as a you know white man and, and talk about this again, uh, these sort of issues, which affect women. And so this, I thought, was the perfect forum for it. So, look, it, it, is, a, it is an unusual sort of topic for us to talk about on the cafe, but I thought it was worth discussing. Uh, there are calls for Australian businesses to offer menstrual leave. Now, Spain is apparently on track to legislate for exactly that. Many businesses have apparently already taken it uh, into policies that's on the bargaining table by unions as well. And there are women across the country who are saying, it is about time. It is a game changer. Uh, it is about time. Now, of course, on the other side of that, uh, there is the discussion around why isn't that just then sick leave? If you're ill because of it and you're unable to work, then why isn't it just part of your sick leave? Uh, the other discussion around it too has to be, I suppose, the impost on businesses, something we've talked about when we've talked about wanting paternal leave paternal leave because we've had a puppy or our dogs died or whatever, uh, maternal leave, all of these things which we want to see as a progressive society, but we have to balance it somehow when you've got a small business who then says, great, so I've got three female employees and nobody else, and now I've, they're all having leave for this every month. How do we balance this? So, so this is where I thought, well, I need to actually ask some women about this. I, I don't think in this new woke society we're called women. Well, I, I think, think we're so. just oh, like female people. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. You non-specific, non-binary type people over there that happen to be women. Uh, could you please tell me, a good idea or bad idea, Megan? Well, initially when um, you sent us this topic, I thought, oh, it's such a trivial topic and why don't we talk about the gender pay gap or something of substance. But then I started reading more about it mm. and um, it is something of substance it because it touches all women and then all women who are in a heterosexual relationship, those men are partners to those women. So the first thing I would say would be, what about consulting your staff? The most obvious thing is to say, do you want it as as staff members? And then you read where um, in places like Japan and Indonesia, they have had varying success of bringing it in because women are too embarrassed to take it. There's so much taboo around the subject of periods. Exactly so, why you know, I want to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, so there's that. And then in places like the um, Victorian Women's Trust, where they have brought it in, they're entitled to 12 days a year, but apparently there's only been 37 days in five years that have been taken. So most women feel that, um, if it's there, they can take maybe the morning until the painkillers kick in or they can get their work done and go early in the afternoon. So it's the fact that it's offered that is so relevant to women and makes them feel included in the workplace. Yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely spot on. Um, it's not going to affect a whole lot of women. A whole lot of women don't need it. Yep. You know, this this is a small group, or a smallish, maybe 30%. 
thereabouts that will take it. But I think people sort of go, oh, you know, they'll take advantage of it. You know, yes, they'll, they'll of course. This. But I think working from home during COVID has proven people don't take advantage of a situation that fits in with their lives. I think productivity was just as high during COVID when people were Well, not according to Boris Johnson, who says that we all get distracted by cheese. Uh, He (laughs) says that they are pushing in the uh, parliament at the moment over there. Bojo wants everybody back in offices. No more work from home in any way, shape or form in in the UK. Because like him, he feels that people are too quick to put another cup of tea on and then get another slice of cheese out of the fridge and be distracted from your work. So no, they should all be back in in offices. They are uh, all partying. That's right. But, you know, haven't we all been distracted by a piece of gouda in our time? So, you know, who am I to throw a piece of camembert at Bojo? Uh, because I may very well have fallen into the same category. Uh, so so not everyone even agrees with that, though. And, and so, you know, this is but a But then there's all those scenario. statistics about people who have actually worked harder because there's mm-hmm. no cut-off time either, yep. that, mm-hmm. the people working from home. So I think on balance, you're right, COVID has just shown us that there's a whole different standard of work and um, good and bad and yep. what we can do. But getting back to the normalisation of, of women menstruating, it's still, I mean, even at my age, it's still kind of a bit embarrassing and you don't yes. really talk about it. I don't talk about it to my sons. And, yeah. and you know, I'm trying to have this conversation with my daughter who is at that, you know, first part of it, that is right there at the very beginning of it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm trying to normalise that conversation with her uh, around this. And already she feels that taboo, uh, which she's only a young, a young girl still that she shouldn't have that already, but it already not. is instilled. So and so do we... does this help to break that, Meryl, or are we... Or is this d- designed by men and it's a bit of dog whistling? It's a bit of, well, you know, we know you, you have a few dramas there Your every now and again. Yeah. So you want a yeah. day off for it, do you? Okay, well, you're going to have a day. That's how I felt about it at first. And I thought, God, I hope that's not what this is. I think some women are always going to feel embarrassed. I don't know that you're ever going to completely break that taboo, that stigma. Yep. And for mine, I think there's lots of areas where I think people need to take leave in their lives. It yep. might be a partner whose wife has just had a miscarriage. Do they have leave available to them? No, they don't. Um, There's all sorts of situations where there's not leave available. So why don't we build something in where everybody has access to 10 days leave a year, which they can take or not take, and you don't actually have to say what it's for. If it's because your endometriosis is really painful and you've got a lot of cramps that month, you can take a couple of days. If your pet has died, and I'm sorry, pets dying can be really traumatic. Oh, tell me about mine's just come out of the hospital day. after two days. But oh. if you don't feel comfortable having to come in and take, tell the boss yep. that, I'm sorry, it's that time of month and I need a day off, yeah. you shouldn't have to. You say, I'm taking one of my days that I'm entitled to, yes. my special days. You don't ask questions. I don't have to tell you. Let's just trust each other to be And some businesses, adults. including this uh, business that uh, we work for here, uh, they offer mental health days in the, in the same mm. vein. Uh, and you can just say, I, I need a day. Uh, mm. And there's no questions asked, and we're able to do exactly yeah. that. And hopefully that this may end up in the same category. Mm. And, Lee, you know, you mentioned that when you did the intro, there was the same opposition to parental leave back yeah. in the 70s that there is to uh, this. Absolutely. That, um, and um, men, you know, is, is there equality because only half of the population have periods? So, um, but I think, yeah, those partners or those sisters or wives or whatever mothers of the men also menstruate. So, um, yeah, I agree with Meryl that they're we just have to trust humanity isn't on the take the whole time. Absolutely. And I know there's that cost to business, but 
you know. Yeah, but there is for a number of things, isn't it? I mean, if people who choose, choose to smoke can go outside every couple of hours and spend 10 minutes outside and have a cigarette. And I've got no problem with that. Mm. But if you And you're making that choice. You, you don't have a choice in this. You don't have a choice in this. Uh, you make that choice. And we and we just go, okay, that's part of life. That's great. That they're, they're doing that. Then why can't we just accept that there are things like well, this Exactly. Well? I read something the other day too. I think it was Google have introduced a system whereby people can take as much leave as they want. Yep. So you you feel like you're on top of thing. You can you can have six just, minutes left. Just hit your markers. Yeah. Get your job done. Exactly and you're right. right. Yep. And take the leave. Now, apparently other companies that have done this have found that under those systems, people take less leave. People aren't on the take. Yeah. People are responsible and they want to do a good job. You're always going to get a few, you know, outliers. That, that Absolutely. But most of us are pretty good. I think so, so let's too. let's just have faith. All right. Well, I think we're likely to see this uh, progress a little bit further. And, and thank you both for uh, taking this on. I really do appreciate it and getting your perspective on it. Megan O'Hara-Sullivan from the Toowoomba Regional Council. Thank and you, uh, Meryl Miller. Thank you both. Thank Lovely you. to have you in the studio. It's 20 past eight.